welcome to the Progressing Lives Everywhere podcast, brought to you by Amoria Bond. In each episode, Amoria Bond will interview a prominent leader from across their specialist STEM sectors to discuss their personal experiences of progression and share invaluable insights and inspiring anecdotes of what progression means to them. This is Progressing Lives Everywhere. Hi, this is Andy Bluffield from Amori Bond. I'm a senior principal consultant for the executive search and engineering team across embedded electronics and software supporting clients across North America, UK and Sweden. I'm really excited today to be introducing someone I feel is an industry innovator and an inspirational leader for our Progressing Lives in Automotive podcast. After completing a master's in automotive systems, he joined one of the largest first years in automotive with Continental as a vehicle test engineer. He rapidly progressed through the ranks and held positions as a test manager, a technical project manager, a head of project management and a head of advanced FA business. Whilst amassing several patents and technical achievements along the way, he's now the vice president of a global product line steering wheel systems for a $6 billion organization in Joyce and Safety Systems. A keen believer in empowering people, speaks four languages and an avid CrossFit Games competitor. I'm now introducing the innovative and inspiring Oliver Stamatowski. Thank you very much. I was just waiting for the standing ovation. <laughs> this is a great introduction. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you very much. I, I feel humbled for the invitation to be part of this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great stuff. Could you give a short bio of yourself, including summary of your career history, um, specific career highlights and achievements? Sure. Well, as you already stated, I originally come from Macedonia, a small country in Eastern Europe. I finished my high school there in an American high school, and I I came to, to Germany. Obviously, Germany is a different country, different language. I thought it's going to be easy, but no. <laughs> German language is not the easiest one to learn. And seeing the name about your, your podcast, you know, Progressing Lives, this was one of the topics that got me, you know, going here when I came to Germany. I thought I'm going to progress in the German language like with no problem. This was not the case. It, it was difficult. I came here and I believe everyone who has changed the country, who has started a new language, has faced something similar. For me, coming here, you know, it it took a couple of weeks to realize that, you know, going the standard way, progressing the language in the normal way, well, it's not going to cut it. No, so I had to speed up and totally change my approach in order to be able to blend in somehow into the German cultures and understand the languages. Uh, I'm just pointing this out there because this is something that you're going to see is one of, I would say, my main principles. You, if you get to something, then just don't go half doing, you know, just you have to go all in. So on the German language, as an example, I went all in. I studied 50 words per day. I was listening to radio. I was watching movies for for deaf people where you have like subscripts below where you can really, you know, listen to the language, see how the words are being said. And, you know, this is this was my changing years, you know, in, in trying to, Let's say, make the progression faster. Okay, but, but this is just, you know, just one anecdote because we're talking about progression today. The rest was, yeah, okay, I studied university in Aachen about airplanes, started as a normal student, tried to then, um, okay, was holding lectures and some exercises. And I f- continued to a second university about mechanical engineering systems and automotive. Then I started at 
continental. And there, this was also something quite interesting. I, I was during the student time, and I believe everyone who is a student, most of us at least, you know, you, you somehow try to keep yourself above water, right? So for me, it was the same. I was, uh, you know, riding a bicycle every day to work and to the university. And when it came to starting my career, it, this was a huge jump for me. I, I, I started at Continental in a vehicle test engineering department. Wow, this, this, was, this was great. You know, from driving into a bicycle through where it's rain and mountains and everything, from one day to the other, I was driving super cool prototype vehicles, you know, and uh, developing new systems. It was, this was simply cool. And uh, from there on, vehicle testing, I always try to beyond my, my main target of work. You know, of course, you have to do your job, but, but this is now how you make progress. You know, you, you have to go always a step beyond. So I was starting from my first job. Of course, I was doing vehicle testing, but on top of it, I tried to understand how the testing works, how the software works, design and everything. So after a couple of years, I ended up in the system test department. I was responsible not only for the vehicle testing, but also for the development of the electric parking brakes when it comes to system testing and you know, all the components, how they work together. And there also, I tried not only to look at my, my job, you know, because what we do, you know, if we are only fulfilling the expectations, what is expected from us, then we're going to then we're going to stay in one one place. You have to always try to exceed the expectations. This is something that I've been trying and it's worked quite well. So also in system testing, I tried to look beyond what was the main job. So after a couple of years, I, I continued into the next step, which was technical project lead, where I was responsible basically for the complete projects when it comes to electrical parking brakes. And so from design point of view, testing and all the requirements, so holistically, the technical view towards the customer. And there also, I started with one customer. It was Japanese, big Japanese OEM. And over time, it ended up being many, many Japanese customers. Again, all in. As I said, everything that I do, I really tried to go all in. Coming back from Japan uh, and it, during during that period of time, I was, of course, going all in. And there, I must say, I I had person at, at my company who who saw my potential who believed in me Let, let's call him dr j yeah so he was the one who truly saw the potential in me and, and who really took me and gave me the stage where i could truly grow and, and express what i am able to to bring on the table Brilliant. what was the stage that you set basically it was you know it was and it is interesting and i, I think this is something that i'm gonna i'm trying to do for other people as well. So basically he, I was a yeah, technical lead and everything. This was fine and cool. Actually, he saw in me what, what even I did not able, was not able to see. So he basically, the stage that he set, he, he offered me a, a job, which was at that point, at least two levels higher than when I was at the moment. Wow. Yeah. And, and he said, okay, I'm like, okay. and I was very, very open. I said, yeah, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to go all in, you know, I'm, I'm here and uh, you want me up there. And it is, it is a big step for me. I'm up to this day. I'm truly grateful to him for giving me the stage and giving me the push and also truly believing in me that I, I can do the job. And of course, yeah, once I, I got the job, same strategy, all in, try to exceed the expectations. And I believe I was really able to exceed the expectation of what was uh, expected of me. So I could continue the, the progress in my career. For me, 
one thing that I definitely gained from Dr. J is the, the human factor. He truly progressed. He saw in me what I didn't see at the time. And, you know, this is something that I'm trying to do for others as well. What were the parts that he could see in you? I believe all, what he saw is, um, you know, I, I think this relentless, you know, you don't, you don't give up, self-motivated, that I'm someone who, you know, you give me a chance to do something, I'm not going to do what you told me. I'm going to do what you told me, but I'm going to do like the extra 200%. He basically saw that I was ready to take a bigger job, a bigger opportunity, gave me a bigger opportunity than I was at the moment, that I had at the moment. For you then, Oliver, in terms of progression, what does that what does that mean for you now? When it comes to progression, and I've been talking about this to my teams, to my family, to my friends for a long time, but we have used different words for it, you know? What are those words? Yeah, so the typical way, you know, when it comes to, you know, let's say from some of my colleagues, when they come and we're talking about different topics that we want to do, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is, you know, you want to be happy, first of all. And this is this is the same for you as a business person or in private life. And you, you want to be happy. Yeah? And happiness and progress are basically, I would say, embedded in our DNA. You know, to in order to grow, you need to surround yourself with quality people. And this is something that I have done throughout my life in order to grow. Again, there, you know, it's, yeah, but how can you, yeah, I cannot talk to Bill Gates now, or it's, he's not my cousin, or you know, Elon Musk, I don't, I cannot meet him on the street. But what I've done in order to really help my my life and expanding my, my view of how the world works and how it lives, I've truly tried to expand my view by having hundreds of mentors. Those mentors, I have, some of them I've met in person, for sure, trying, you know, to understand the best practices from the example from Dr. J or from my wife or from my mom, for sure. I have met them in, in person for sure, but I have met hundreds of mentors over the internet. And again, you can like spend lots of money for it, but you can also, there are so many, um, you know, information on, on YouTube, for example, for free, or you can read books on our online as well. This is something which I would strongly recommend for anyone who would like to, you know, try to expand where they are. You know, it's it's really to try to to focus on what is important for them. For me, as an example, it was important. I wanted a couple of things. You know, first of all, I, I think my communication skills were were not the best. I think when it comes to physics and math, I'm I'm quite good at it. But at the beginning of my career, it was very difficult to follow a conversation with me. You know, I would throw all this you know, math stuff and physics and you know, everything was going to go around, you know, fly out of me. And it was difficult to catch my, my words and what I wanted to do. So one thing I tried to educate myself was communication. How do I communicate in such a way that, you know, people truly understand uh, that, that they, I get my messages across? Well, that's definitely a, a key one, particularly in engineering fields is, particularly from a top level down, is being able to communicate at all levels because yeah, there's always going to be people who aren't as academic or don't know the subject matter as well as you do really about how to communicate that properly. So so that was one of your sort of first things you looked at. 100% because I saw I, w I had a problem. And again, I'm not going to go into details. You know, we, we as people learn out of two things, either pain or pleasure, nothing else. It's either painful experience, a great experience, and then we learn out of it. I had a truly, truly painful experience 
in my first career, uh, in my first job, where I thought I came up with something great. You know, I had ideas which I thought were, you know, I was like, I was the king of the world. This was the best idea ever. And I had the opportunity to present this idea to uh, the higher management team. And me, you know, being at in the new job after a couple of months, I for myself thought that I had the best idea ever. I have the opportunity to present this to the, you know, to a management team. I'm like, great, you know, I'm gonna, you know, tomorrow I'm gonna be a millionaire. So <laughs> I, I go there into the meeting and I start talking and I start explaining and jumping around the room and pointing fingers and, and throwing graphs. And in my mind, I think I'm doing a great job. And I'm all over the place and I'm loving it. It's great. I turn around and I see people with faces that they're like totally confused. And one of them, you know, started hitting his head on the on the table. I'm like, oh no. I'm, okay, this is a true disaster. You know, this is where where my world collapsed. And I was like, okay, this is this is worse. This, this was terrible. So this was a truly painful experience. I went out of the media. Of course, nobody understood anything what I had to say. My idea was, yeah, they did not even understand what was I about. And, uh, you know, I was like a, a joke. You know, it, it was not good. From there, you know, this painful experience led that I, I put myself, you know, through, you know, not to go back and, you know, cry, but change something about myself. You made those alterations. Yeah, you were saying so those other parts, apart from the communication, what, what else were perhaps some impact areas that you, you made some alterations to, to to be successful? Oh, leadership, 100%. Starting a new, you know, the company, you're responsible for yourself and just going left and right just around you. But I think leadership, you know, and culture, how to get people to be on your side, you know, and without tricking them, without, you know, trying to play tricks on them. I think leadership, understanding leadership, how it works, how is it different from management? And it's truly something that I have had many, many mentors over the past years. And I said, I I probably have met maybe 5% of them in person. All the rest has been virtual. I think if you want to progress your your career, and and when it comes at least to leadership, you know, there is, for me, there are two types of career progressions. One is, you know, the expert. So you want to be expert, great at something in one, one particular area. Great. Just go for it. Or the other one is you go up the ladder and try to, to lead. And I would say relatively early stage, I decided, okay, I think for me is the, the later one. I would like to lead people, to change cultures, to, you know, to have an organization, to mold it and to truly inspire people. You know, not, not by pressuring them, but truly seeing in them what maybe they don't see. Over time, I've, of course, I have learned some best practices, but I think I have been able to, you know, define also some tools for myself that I believe work quite well. That's really good. I mean, you always wonder how you people do become inspiring. What would you say were you maybe the top two areas for you about how you inspire others? There is a saying from Viktor Frankl, that, that goes like, it's something like this. It goes like, if you see a man as he is, he only becomes worse. If you see a man as he could be, then he becomes what he should be. So what basically says, if you want to inspire someone, if you want to work with someone to, to get the best out of them, 
you you cannot see them as they are you know it's just like okay yeah oliver he was just he's just an engineer you know yeah he he's okay he, he's just an engineer nothing's gonna come out of me if you see a man as he could be and this is what dr j did for me you know he said yeah oliver is an engineer but he can do this and that you know and this is what they truly became afterwards and and this is the same thing that i'm trying to do for my team i'm truly trying to see in them what maybe they are not able to see simply because maybe i'm you know a couple of steps further up the mountain but this is i would say this is only just one part of it yeah so i would say if you want to know, I, I would not, it's, not, it's not really a secret, but something different that I'm trying to do, I call it the, the superpower principle. So basically, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm trying to do with my teams, and I'm telling them, okay, I, I only want to work with superpower guys, you know, superpower teams. It, and each one of us has superpowers. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, yeah, these guys might be joking. And no, no, I'm not joking. It's superpower. The official term in business for superpower is talent, right? So yeah, you have talent for this or that. But to be honest, I prefer superpower. On one hand, it's cooler. (laughs) (laughs) But but on the other hand, the difference with the superpower and something that you can learn is that you cannot teach a superpower. You know, just just looking into the comics, for example, Superman, yeah, he he can fly. That's his superpower. Superman cannot teach someone else to fly. You know, this is different from a learned skill. Uh, this is something that I'm trying to, to do with my team. I'm trying to understand what is their superpower. What is this one or two or three things where they are much better than other people and combine it to the position that they should be. Okay. So like you're like an engineering skill. You Maybe they're really good at systems architecture or electronics architecture. Or, or for me, for example, I think one of my superpowers are... I think I can understand complex systems and simplify them. You know, and this is something that I can, it's quite difficult to teach someone, you know, it's, it's I, I have it within me. Good. Okay. So in terms of your, I guess, lessons learned then, Oliver, what would be perhaps you in brief that the three key things that you've learned in your career that you could share with the audience that might help them progress in an area of their life? You know, it's it's always difficult to summarize everything. To uh, we have a short podcast, and but um, I'm also gonna maybe share something that I would say I'm I'm giving a twist to it. It's my personal, you know, Stamatowski twist, and I hope that this will help. Now these days we have plenty of talks about AAA, you know, AAA company and this rating, and the banks are AAA, and this company is AAA, but nobody really defines what AAA is. And for me, I'm trying to codify this. The AAA, for me, and I, I'm gonna you know, close the loop how this leads to progress, are the true three A's. First of all, the first A is availability. And by the way, this, this holds not only for business, this holds for everything. You know, if you want to make progress, you have to be available. This means if you're running a restaurant and you, you, you enter into the restaurant, you want, you know, People need to be available there so you can make your order, right? Nobody wants to wait. Or if you're in a phone call, you know, you don't want to wait for forever until the music goes and no, one, no one's there to answer, right? So the same with business. You have to be available. If your customers or your suppliers or whomever you're working, your stakeholders, you have to be available for them. This is the first day. The second day is accuracy. 
you know, you, you don't want to go to a restaurant, order a, a salad, and they give you a steak, or, or, or God forbid, the other way around. You order a steak and you get a salad. Oh, it's a disaster, right? The same with your business. You know, if you have to be accurate, if it is expected from you to deliver top of the line steering wheels, brakes, you better deliver what you've you've, you've been expected, because these two are the baseline of let's say a, a prosperous collaboration. But once you have these two baseline covered, you know, and which are you, you have to have those, otherwise no one's going to do business with you. The third one is is the one where you really try to make the change. And this is where you, once you have the first two covered, you start giving advice. This is the third day. If you go to a restaurant and they, oh, you just feel like they're they're there. They're going to bring whatever you want, but they also, okay, so you're having a, a steak. Maybe we can offer you a red wine with it. And we have like, this would fit better with you. Or you, the customer who is asking for brakes, you know, you go, yeah, okay, perfect, this is great. But for your cars, maybe we can offer this and that. Maybe you can tweak it by having additional software or, or something like you and start driving also your customers into a, a direction where from your, your eyes, you can bring value to them. It's where you truly, truly, you know, what the AAA better, you have the P for power. In the AAA strategy that I'm just describing, you have the the, the, the P for, for progress, basically. And that would be, I would say, one topic made out of three. There is a nice saying from, from Les Brown, which I really love, you know, don't let someone's opinion of you become your reality. So it basically means, you know, if, if people don't believe in you, you know, don't believe that you can make progress, and forget about them, you know, don't worry about it. You have to believe in yourself, you know, and hopefully you have, you find uh, people around you that, that support you, that believe in you, and then you are, you are definitely able to make it. Now, in terms of like my final question for you, looking forward, how will your industry progress in the future? Well, I, I believe whatever I tell you, I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> What trends do you expect and, 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 and how will the, you, your Joyce and business keep up? So for sure, you know, I, I, I'm sure, you know, no one can truly, truly predict the future. But I, first of all, I'm 100% with all the standard trends that we are seeing. You know, first of all, you know, we're going to have more and more electric vehicles. I would say electric driven vehicles. I, I don't know how, who's going to win the, I would say, uh, the war. Is it the battery? Is it going to be the fuel cell or is it going to be something else? But I truly believe that we're going to go away from combustion engines. Yeah, this is, I, I truly believe this is this is the case. Secondly, what's going to happen 100% is uh, automated driving. I'm, I'm 100% convinced this is going to, to happen. And, and this is, the interesting analogy to it is, it sounds like, oh, we're going to go to autonomous driving. This is something totally new. This is going to be great. But no, we're actually going back. And I'll tell you how. If you look back 100, 200 years back, people will, had a, uh, there was like no cars then, but you had like a horse, right? Or some kind of an animal that, would, that you would put your cart on and you would work all day on the field. And then at, at the end of the day, you would be tired, just sit down on the horse and say, okay, let's go home. And you can fall asleep. He's going to bring you home, right? And now it took us like 200 years to, you know, 
from driving <laughs> the cars by ourselves, you know, to going back to the fact that someone else takes the, the automation and, and really the, the drive responsibility for us. So I'm 100% this is going to happen. The only thing that I'm going to, let's say as a one food for thought, it's not going to happen as fast as we think. For me, where everyone's talking about disruptive technology and this is new and that it's going to happen overnight, no. For me, in automotive world, it's slow evolution. We evolve slowly. And it's better be that way. You know, we don't want people like having robo-taxis driving over pedestrians. It's, it's not going to be a nice picture. So that's why it's going to take some time. But I'm 100% that this is a mega trend that we, we will not miss. It's been really insightful, this discussion. So I've, yeah, I'm really pleased and grateful that you spent this much time talking to me about obviously progression, business, progression of your career and importantly progression of other people's lives through different routes so yeah i really appreciate you taking time out to do this podcast with me and being open about your experiences oliver so no we'll speak again very soon yeah i wanted to personally thank you and and wrap things up thank you very much andy i it was a true pleasure i i truly feel you know humbled to be invited to such a podcast thank you very much Thank you for listening to Progressing Lives Everywhere, brought to you by Moria Bond. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a review. Every time you do, it helps others find the podcast. For more information on Moria Bond's specialist services and to access the podcast show notes, head over to amoriabond.com. Join us next time as we continue to progress lives everywhere.